Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. Why are the Miami Heat so bad this season? A bombshell story on one NHL franchise that is almost too much to believe. Plus, is the NBA MVP LeBron's to lose at this point? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Miami Heat fell on Monday night to the LA Clippers 125-118. They're now 11-16, and and they hardly look anything like the team that we saw in the finals in the bubble against the LA Lakers. Joining me now, David Ramil from Locked On Heat. And David, this team has dealt with injuries. They've dealt with lineup changes. What can you point to as the biggest reason why they've underperformed this season? Probably a combination of those two things, to be honest with you. Missing their star and Jimmy Butler, he's so responsible for everything that the team does, both offensively and defensively, that without him for a number of weeks, it's been hard for Miami to find any sort of identity. And they're kind of precariously counting on Jimmy and everybody else in that roster to, I think, surpass expectations and play above what they're used to playing like, and it just hasn't happened for the team this season because they've been missing so many key players from Jimmy Butler to Goran Dragic to even their big, and I use big in quotes, acquisition over the offseason of Avery Bradley because he, he was a player who was supposed to be brought in to counter Miami's glaring weakness defensively, which was at the point of attack because other guards had been able to victimize Goran Dragic and Tyler Hero and Kendrick Dunn and Duncan Robinson. And so you bring in a guy like Bradley who's known for his defensive acumen he just hasn't played much. He's been out for a few weeks. He was out because of COVID before that. And so you're not quite sure when you look at this roster what to make of it because they just, they're just they not shooting well, they're not defending well, and that's exactly what got them to the NBA Finals last year. It does have the feel of a team, especially with the shooters that they have with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and and even Jimmy Butler and, and Dragic and all these guys can, can make shots that they could have a two-week stretch where they go like six and one or something just because a bunch of shots fall. Is that, is it oversimplifying it to say, Hey, when this, when this group it comes and gets together and, and they start to find a rhythm that they're going to be right back in the mix in the East, or is there something that that needs to change here? I, I think it is that perfectly simplistic. I, I've been telling this to all my listeners that I don't think the ship has sailed on this season. A lot of people are asking for them to tank. Some people have even said, let's do right by Jimmy Butler and trade him to a contender, despite the fact he's only been with the team for a year and a half. So <laughs> that seems a little short-sighted. I, I don't know quite what to make of those kinds of suggestions. But I think when they get back, at the very least, then you can begin the reevaluation process that right now has to be on hold. Because if Goran is healthy and if he's able to play as a, at a high level as either – one of your best scores off the bench or at least as a, as a starter, then you can say, well, at least we have another additional scoring punch to bring to the table. If, if Bradley comes in and he's the defender everybody expects him to be, then all of a sudden Miami's defense doesn't look quite as porous. And, and if that's the case, then yes, as you said, you can tie a couple of wins together. They just did that a couple of weeks ago when they won four games straight against the the Wizards, Knicks, and Rockets. Now, that's not exactly the high-quality opponents that you expect Miami to be able to put away, <laughs> but four wins is four wins during a season when everything is so inconsistent, when there are so many issues to the lineup. I mean, Miami started 17 different starting lineups. Uh, you know, 
yeah, 27 games into the season, and you're not quite sure who's going to be out there from one game to the next. And so it's hard to build any kind of chemistry on the court. Now, the off-the-court chemistry, to me, is still intact. Now, obviously, not being in the locker room the same way that I have been in the past, you can't see it up close, but I don't think there's any in-house fighting. I don't think there's any issues there. There's no talk about requesting trades or anything like that. They recognize that there's a challenge ahead, but everybody seems to be built for that idea of of finding a solution and doing it together, which is, uh, I think, a positive out of all this. Financial problems in an NHL franchise so bad, even players aren't getting paid on time. We'll have more next. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball, Baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It was a valiant 43 points by Nuggets Nikola Jokic, but it wasn't enough, and they lost to a struggling Boston team. 112.99. John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast, and the Celtics really needed this win over the Denver Nuggets, and they brought energy that did not exist against the Washington Wizards. And I've got to credit some unlikely sources: Aaron Neesmith, Robert Williams, Peyton Pritchard, guys off the bench that made a contribution. That every time Denver made a run, it was one of those guys that really was able to beat that back. Sure, Tatum, Brown, Kemba all had good performances and did their obviously good things, but Robert Williams especially did a pretty good job on Nikola Jokic. I know Jokic went off, but still, he made it tough for Jokic, and I think Jokic got tired at the end, partly because Robert Williams made his life a little bit harder, but that energy, five steals, I thought the guys off the bench gave the Celtics a spark that they desperately needed, and now... The Celtics turn around. they got to do it again, back-to-back against the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm going to be talking about it all on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Former Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence underwent surgery on his non-throwing shoulder Tuesday. Lawrence, widely expected to be the number one overall pick by the Jaguars in the 2021 draft, can start throwing in four to six weeks and is expected to be ready for training camp. The procedure was to repair damage to the labrum in his left shoulder. The NBA All-Star Game is being held in Atlanta on March 7th, and Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms raised major concerns Tuesday about the notion of fans coming to the city for the event, saying in a statement, people should not travel to Atlanta to party. Under normal circumstances, we would be extremely grateful for the opportunity to host the NBA All-Star Game, but this is not a typical year. Bottoms also said there will be no NBA-sanctioned events open to the public and that the city strongly encourages local business not to host events in the city related to the game. The Michigan State Spartans have made 22 
consecutive NCAA tournaments. That's right. If their streak were a person, they could legally drink. However, a funny thing happened on the way to 23. The Spartans just aren't winning. They dropped their sixth of eight on Tuesday, this time to Purdue 75-65. Spartans are just 10-9 and nine this season and 4-9 and nine in the Big Ten. Here is another story you need to know. According to a report in The Athletic, the Arizona Coyotes are a mess. From unpaid wages and broken contracts to unpaid debts, a toxic workplace, COVID violations, and even harassment accusations. The team, for their part, put out a statement saying that this is actually the author's harassment campaign against the owner, Rob Leano from Locked On Coyotes, joining me now. And Rob, if... These accusations and and what's in the report are true. What happens next for this team? Well, one thing is they they really got to figure out uh, their their best way to to tackle this, really, because the uh, the best way to put it is the pub, the publicity right now for the Coyotes has never been the best. Uh, they've gone through years and years of similar reports or nothing nothing to this extent. But something as, as, as damning as the report that just got put out, um, Alex Morello really has to you know, you know, look, look himself in the mirror and say, hey, is, how, how are we going to actually run this business? Because right now it looks like it's not working. And, and obviously these guys are in positions of power. Uh, they are in those positions for a reason. But we've seen in pro sports before – that leagues have taken action against ownership in situations perhaps that were more egregious than this. What what do you think is the NHL's role from from a top-down standpoint in trying to figure out a what happened here and b what the consequences of it are from whether it's you know sanctions, fines, whatever it is. Well, the NHL is de- they've definitely not shied away from you know, getting involved in Coyote's ownership in the past. And, you know, they're only about like 11, 12 years removed from, you know, buying the team off of a uh, bankrupt owner. And, you know, the NHL actually owns the Coyotes for about a year. Um, so it's not, I'm not saying that's, it's, we're going to get, ever get to that again. But, Ale- but uh, Gary Bettman really has to, you know, understand this what what the report is coming out of here and he does have to take a look and decide whether or not sanctions are worthy and they very well could be in you know insights at this point i know that this is secondary in all of this but they are still playing and they're they're still going out there and trying to win night to night do you think and the players will say this is a non-issue um, you know, we're just trying to do our thing. And, and you know, from a, from a business standpoint, unpaid vendors, for example, doesn't affect your ability to score goals. But do you think organizationally, culturally, this this will impact the team? In ways, yeah. Um, I, I do think it can because uh, there was, you know, one of the reports that um, was included in this in the report from The Athletic was some players did not receive their signing bonuses on time and it act and it actually had to go to the players association who had to file a grievance with, with the coyotes and uh it ended up getting remedied but if that becomes a regular occurrence players are going to be like do i really want to be here where i get my signing bonus you know 
six months later than I'm really supposed to, it's it could really lead to some problems within the actual operation. Is the NBA MVP LeBron's to lose at this point? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And why not? When you've got names like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate, salted caramel, double chocolate, all of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. And yet, they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. It is a miracle of modern science. I'm telling you these things are the best. I have tried every protein bar on the market in my life. Nothing holds a candle to Built Bar. They truly are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. LeBron James put up 30-13-7 and in a 112-104 win over the Timberwolves on Tuesday night. Is he the MVP? His raw numbers, his averages aren't overwhelming in the way that other players have in, in seasons past. This might not even be the best LeBron season of the last few. That said, the Lakers are the favorites in the league to win it all. And of course, LeBron is going to have plenty of fans in the media who will say, He should win it every year. In fact, LeBron has said he should basically win it every year. So should he win it this year? Anthony Irwin from Locked on Lakers has the case. So far, I would say there are three or four MVP candidates so far. It's been LeBron. It's been Joel Embiid. It's been Nikola Jokic. And then recently, because of the way he's been playing, Steph Curry has joined in on this conversation. Personally, I don't think Golden State has had a good enough season for Steph to be in this conversation, and I think as the season goes along and as they kind of toil in that 500 range, you just don't normally see MVPs come from that kind of season, so I don't think Steph is really going to hang around very long. Uh, Denver, I do expect to to improve as the year goes along, and that will make Jokic's case uh, look a lot better, but as of right now, they're also in that kind of 500-ish range, and they're slightly above it. And yes, they just beat the Lakers, and Jokic has had a fantastic season. I just think the Lakers have been a better team, and LeBron is the reason they have been as good as they've been. Now with Embiid, he has a lot of the same cases to be made. Philly has looked like the best, if not you know easily one of the best, if not the best team in the conference, and he has been the reason why they have have looked that good. And you also kind of see with him what it looks like when he's in shape. And and so you kind of want to reward a player for finally getting in shape. That said, do you knock LeBron James for always being in shape when there's such a noticeable difference in a player who just now started taking his body seriously? Look, obviously biased, covering this team and watching this team a lot more. But the kind of basketball that the, that LeBron has been playing on both ends of the court, the dominating fashion that the Lakers have played in when they've really flipped the switch, and the number of wins that they've been able to rack up uh, despite coming into this season with a lot less rest than the Philadelphia 76ers and a lot less rest than especially the Golden State Warriors. A little less rest than the Denver Nuggets, but again, the Lakers have looked significantly better than Denver has so far this year. So... I just think 
Given the situation and the adversity that the Lakers have faced so far this year, it would have been really easy for everybody involved, and, and first and foremost probably in that being LeBron James, to just say, all right, let's just kind of take it easy, be smart about this, and and see what seed we, we wind up with heading into the postseason. But instead, the Lakers have really pushed themselves in some situations to pick up wins that a lot of teams would just say, oh, well, we'll pick up this one later. And it's been because LeBron really flips that switch, gets the Lakers going, and then really lifts them up to that ceiling level that, you know, that extra gear that they have that other teams just don't really have in their, in, in their engine. So I would personally vote for LeBron James so far this year. It's super early. This conversation is going to be continuing throughout the season uh and and we'll see what that looks like at the various stages and and we'll look we'll see what this looks like with Anthony Davis really missing time uh but but to this point right now I would give LeBron James my vote and not feel too bad about it until this conversation continues to evolve I'm Anthony Irwin for Locked On Lakers the thing to me about LeBron's candidacy this year is when you look at the advanced stats the numbers that have always loved LeBron James the, the Vorps and the wind shares and all of that stuff, he's behind at least one other guy, and that's Nikola Jokic. Jokic has just been better in so many of the categories that LeBron so often dominates, the categories that say value, that speak to someone's value. This is the MVP after all. And if you want to make the best player on the best team case, I suppose that's one way to get to Le- the LeBron candidacy. But are the Lakers even the best team? The Utah Jazz have been the best team in the league to this point, and we don't know if they have an MVP candidate that's going to be really in the mix. And the thing that makes the Lakers so unique this season and last season was their incredible defense. Well, LeBron isn't even the best defensive player on his own team. It's Anthony Davis who anchors that defense. So to me, LeBron James is the best player in basketball. And what he's doing at his age with the amount of miles that he has on his body, the minutes that he's played is incredible. He's going to play the next couple weeks without Anthony Davis, and that's going to make the numbers that he puts up at the end even more remarkable. The thing is, that's not how you build an MVP case. I just think Jokic has been better. I think Joel Embiid as a offense-defense player, someone who can play both sides of the ball the way that he has this year, has been more singularly dominant. So right now, to me, LeBron can't be any higher than third, at least if I had a ballot. And finally, during Serena Williams' 6-3, 6-3 win over Simona Halep on Tuesday that set up a semifinal meeting with Naomi Osaka at the Australian Open, a viral photo took over the internet. Serena's husband, Alexis Ohanian, was seen wearing a shirt that said greatest female athlete with the word female crossed out and a photo, of course, of Serena Williams. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Thursday, the NBA MVP debate isn't going anywhere. If it's not Giannis and it's not LeBron, find out who else is making a case. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.